Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. <laughs> Do you feel good is what you, of all people, ask me this morning. How yeah. do you feel? I feel great. Yeah. Because I made Because you decision. threw the shoot two beers before me last night, and somehow that makes you a fucking <laughs> genius. <laughs> Fuck off. I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to make a name for myself at the wine bar. I was just letting my, uh, Bro, my do, karaoke do, okay. speak for Let, Let's, let's right. introduce Mitch and get him involved okay. in this, because we're going to ramble about last night for a bit. Uh, I imagine he might as well be involved this is, in the This is show number three from Miami, day number two. Our, our residence at the Arlo Hotel rolls on. I had our a residence. lovely buttery, uh, buttery scrambled egg plate with some... Uh, Mortadella, I went to which that, is bologna to you and me. And, uh, yeah. It was good. Oh, Hard-boiled um, eggs and mozzarella on a baguette. So let's put all the important stuff. It's Mitch Gritman, uh, Gritman of Zoni. You told me to say it the right way, yep. and I tried. Uh, Zoni Mash Beer Project. Nice to meet you. Um, Thanks for having me. So I'm assuming, is this your first Wakefest, or were you here last um, year and I missed I you? I was here last year. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's, you know, so th for the thieves at home who don't know, one of the many things the pimp John Wakefield does with this is all the breweries are in a horseshoe shape in alphabetical order. So Carton and Zoni are going to be very far apart. Yeah. So <laughs> when I walk, <laughs> I don't make it all the all way. All the way to the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I usually get stuck somewhere around Q. I, 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 <laughs> I just realized that I had no frame of reference because for You've years, never actually I've gone never to actually the fest. I've never actually gone to the fest. I come down. And I always invite shows. you, and you're always and, like, yeah. no fucking way. And I'm, and I'm on a plane by the time the first pour is happening. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, before we dive into you and what you're doing, and clearly you're not getting out of here without me addressing the fact that you identify as a food scientist, but before <laughs> we jump there, let's just talk about how's Miami going for you? What have you been up to? We were obviously, you can hear raspy in my voice. We were at some wonderful little wine store where you just pull bottles off the shelf, they open them and you drink, and they give you Spanish food to go with it with a live band. Hmm. Really we had life, right next to a daycare center. Like I can't, if I lived here, I imagine I would never leave that place. My kids would have been dropped <laughs> off at one and I'd be like, I'll pick them up when they're 18 and just move next door. <laughs> anyway, what have you been getting up to? What's Miami showing you that you're liking? Uh, we got in, uh, yesterday. Um, and we went to the, uh, 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 Wakefield had the, uh, pool party right. thing. Right. Oh, right. Um, and then we went out, uh, to, uh, um, forget the name of the place um i don't know little okay. little little <laughs> little spot was it a right. brewery or a bar or a uh, it was a bar um uh jack was telling me the, the details of it the the guy who owns it 
had a, a craft beer bar prior to going there. He's got like a little one barrel system in there. And he makes like a lager, and that's all he does. In one barrel at a time? I guess, yeah. There's no way that can. (laughs) (laughs) But he he does food and and other beers as well. Got it. That's fun. Um, I feel like every time I do come down here, we wind up going to places, and people are like, what's the name of that place? And everybody who's been there is like, I don't know. It's on 6th Street. So what's best is last night, no kidding, the first spot was called Happy Wine. No shit. That's right. That's right. Happy, happy wine, wine on eighth. Happy wine because there's two happy wines. There's one in um, Ocean Grove and one in Wynwood. Okay. I don't think they're anything like each other because if you look at the other happy wine on the Google Maps page, it looks like you're somewhere on the Chesapeake Bay or <laughs> out at the North Fork of Long Island. And we're, this place was literally it. next to Pirate Daycare, and we could barely see. We're not it. joking. It was Pirate actu- Daycare. It was actually called Pirate, Pirate Daycare, <laughs> and there were little kid pirates on the thing. Yeah. Marauding and doing and all of this. And we went inside, and there was <laughs> the, the usual band stuff. of miscreants up to no good. Oh, yeah. And John said I had to drink no matter what I wanted to do. I did. And forced did. it. Forced it on me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> for, for those who listen to the show and who understand Augie's appreciation and, and, and vast understanding of wine, and I am paying you the compliment here, it was terrifying for me to walk in and see the concept of this place where it is really just like walking through a liquor store where you just pick up. Just yeah. grab bottles of wine. You just grab <laughs> bottles of wine. And Augie sat down for a few minutes, and he had like a glass, and you know, people were talking to him and everything. And I saw you started to scan the room a little bit. <laughs> and you sat up just a little bit straighter. As I was putting together then, what was going on. And then so I was like, we can drink any, any of this? Any of this, yeah. <laughs> And they boast like a thousand bottles. Or so. I think way that's more what than they, a I know, but the, I think that's what it says on the sign outside. But it is way more than a thousand. Way more than yeah. a thousand. <laughs> it, was, and then, it was ten rows high. Yeah. 750 bottle shies. I'm going to guess there were 20, 25 feet of wall for the Americas and then 40 to 50 feet of wall for Europe. Jeez. And just shoulder to shoulder bottles, <coughs> 10 rows high. Yeah. And that- then random magnums and shit up top. And I'd be like, I can grab one of those. I'd be like, yup. So we ended up with a Jero of Morgan <laughs> from 19 at one point. Yeah. We were. It was it was delightful, but when when you finally got up and started walking the room, I was like, oh well, <laughs> so long, liver. It's been nice knowing you. And here comes a, here comes a master class on <laughs> vintages. And although I will, so let, let's get back to the topics of our things. I say yeah. this all the time on um on the show, so everybody's heard it. But I'm always interested in other people's perspectives and how you got to it. My dad was a bit of a foodie and a bit of a wine guy, and said. Yeah, he said a bunch of things to me through my life that stuck with me. But the one that I always talk about is you learn wine to save money. The more you know wine, the more money you can save, the better off you'll be. You don't need your sommelier to make your picks. You don't have to depend on the market. Last night, we I know we live in different like tax brackets and everything else like that. But like last night's check disproved that theory. <laughs> no, no, I think you're wrong. It's different I than going to Trader Joe's and getting fourteen the- or twenty people <laughs> drank and ate for six hours. That's true. Yeah. And, and but so so I'm the reason I brought it up is because yeah. it was it was one of those things my dad would have been most proud of where I scanned the whole fucking place and they had literally my favorite suave, this weird little suave from the Veneto by Pirapan, and it was on their shelf for fourteen dollars. It was delicious. And was you can grab a bottle of it. And we were, you know, when I walked in, they were sitting down at some pretty good deals on some pretty cool Merceaux and stuff. Mm. But this Pirapan was there and I was like, These guys, is it okay with you if I buy a fourteen dollar bottle of wine? And like you know, but they're like, sure. I get two of them, put them on the table, and the owner of the restaurant, this wonderful little Spanish woman, about five foot one, comes out and goes, "Who's the sommelier?" And we're like, "No, we're all 
Brewers, and she's like, somebody here's a sommelier. Only sommeliers pick that wine. And I was like, I won. <laughs> and everybody at the table's pissed off because they're making their best pulls all night. Everybody's groaning. Yeah, everybody is. Don't yeah. feed his brain these yeah, days. This is not, yeah. But you know what I mean? So, so yeah, yeah. what brings you to it? I know, so you wrote, or I think you wrote, otherwise Hall did some great research, but mm-hmm. you identify as a food scientist, which is obviously very exciting to me. But how'd you come around to it? What were your influences? What are you finding in beer before we get into recipe process and all the shit we'll obviously discuss about what you're pulling out of food science for brewing. Sure. Just your path to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I previously was, or I guess still am, uh, food science. That's yeah, what I went to school for. Away. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was working in uh, uh, product development for food manufacturing prior to opening a brewery. So I worked for a... Uh, like a soup and sauce manufacturer, we made like gumbo and red beans and whatnot. Um, and then Very I, New Orleans. yeah, um, and then uh, got a job developing smoothies for Smoothie King. Um, I've heard of that. Yeah, I think we yeah. have one in my town. I th- I Not like, as like prevalent up north. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we passed th- one in the airport here, though. They're all over the place down here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and so uh, uh, at at that point. You know, I decided to jump in and, and you know, open the brewery uh, in 2019. Genius plan. Genius yeah, plan. Yeah, worked out. Could have been a little worse. Could right. have been March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess uh, the, the question is influence of... Yeah, just path to it through food science. I yeah. want to come back to what food science is because it's super interesting. And obviously, yeah. we'll, we'll keep saying what you're saying, but... The smoothie thing is going to obviously trip me up for what we're all doing these right. days. And right. that's like a cheat code for, <laughs> for IPAs. But I want to stay focused. So, yeah. All right. So when you say food science, so I read a book. I want to say Pollen wrote it. It was one of those food books. But he identifies that the three biggest manufacturers of flavor and scents are all Jersey things. Oh, yeah. The one closest to me is IFF. Like yep. IFF is eight lights from the brewery. Yeah. And when you say food science, because obviously that's different than molecular gastronomy and all these other things we're talking about, right. that's where my brain goes. So how much, like day-to-day and things like, is the smoothie recipe flavor combinations to hit certain aspects of acidity and all that people like, like the, you know, like you always hear the Dorito design discussion? Right. Or is it stabilization at temperature for, you know what I mean? What, or is it all yeah, of that? It's all of those things, okay. yeah. Um, so what, but what was interesting in that, for you and got you to now I'm going to throw all science out the window and trust that these little fucking bugs are going to do what they're supposed to do every week, every day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, to me that that's what made uh, brewing exciting, right? Is that, uh, you know, you, you essentially have to create a a small ecosystem inside your tank and then hope that it works out at the end. Um, And uh, you know, a little bit of the, control is taken out of your hands um and you get to you know kind of watch this thing happen yeah no doubt um so what are you brewing let's let's get to that like styles because i mean these days i think everybody has to do everything yeah no matter what people identify as as blenders they've got a hazy but so what what's your focus what's your passion what are you doing to pay the bills what's your what's your menu look like if i walk in today yeah, uh, typically a couple of lagers, a couple of IPAs, a couple of sours, a uh, couple of dark beers. Everything, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, the the things that I'm excited about, you know, uh, got a decent number of barrels doing some mixed firm stuff. Yeah. Um, the 
you know, getting more into loggers excites me. Um, and then also uh, about two months ago, uh, I, I finished making the tweaks on the canning line to do eight ounce squat cans. Oh, the stubbies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we just so released barley wine and nothing else for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> First thing we did was a, a bourbon barrel aged stout. Um, and then, uh, we're doing the zony ponies. So just, oh, fun. God damn it. I love that. God, I hate when I look for it. <laughs> Fuck. Why am I such a simple person, John Hall? Zony ponies delights me. Uh, Fuck. I dig that. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it just, it, it's so exciting to just have a tiny little beer. Uh, and especially going into Mardi Gras right now, just like having a cooler full of them and yeah. just, you know, knocking That's them back. That's awesome. Um, did you, so I have the wild goose that everybody has, the right. five head wild goose. Yep. So I'm told it will do everything from those stubbies all the way up to a stovepipe but i've also been told that you kind of have to pick your end and that so we live 12 and 16 yeah when you go eight can you still like what's the what have you given up to go to eight um so we were originally when we first opened we were doing 12s and 16s um uh but then obviously uh covid happened and 12s became a lot harder to get so it's just like all right you know fuck it we're doing 16s only okay um so it's not that different uh, going from the 16 to the 12 as it is going from the 16 to the 8. Got to be. Um, it's half the height, right? Right. So you get a different stand, right, um, that kind Obviously of a different the blocks. twist tube, too, right? That's all got to be switched out. Yeah, yeah. Right. I actually I, I made the, uh, the, <laughs> the twist. You, fa- you fabricated <laughs> it yourself? Yeah. That's cool. Um, that's, that's food science. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welding, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than you know the yeah. the deep pal is obviously just yeah. move the sensor and all that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it really wasn't complicated and it wasn't expensive. So you're putting you obviously said you did a big dump stout in it, which is obviously makes sense. But are you hoping to put pilsners in it? Like, are you hoping these will be like crushing? Oh yeah, pilsner yeah. We got uh, printed cans. I love it. The Zony Pony. Yeah. Do you have to buy a fucking truckload of printed cans if you buy those little guys? And how many fucking cans are in a truckload at that? Yeah, I was going to... Uh, so it's 64,000 16-ounce cans in a truckload, right? Do I have that number right in my uh, head? I don't know. I've never 16? bought a truckload. But I think it's 6'4". It might be... Yeah, Typically, it's 24 pallets? 24, maybe. Yeah. It's 24 pallets. Pallets. Right. Of yeah. I, I, how many per pallet? I know I, I did a story more. when Ball was fucking with everybody, and I can't... I Ball, just can't Ball tried to go to two truckload minimum. I remember that, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. But anyway, right. so... But if they're half the size, that would make it like 128,000 Zony ponies. Number of cans. That's a yeah. lot of cans. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we found a, a, a group out of Wisconsin that they'll do a half pallet. Oh, really? Of, uh, That's of, great. Of... 12s, of real 16s, printed cans. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. I need to know about that. Remind me about that when we're done talking. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's what brings us together on Seal of Beer is a can of conversation of beer, what it's doing, not what we were told it would do, what it tastes like, not what we went through to get it. And if you have it in your cellar, where and when we would drink it if we were you. Um, to facilitate this, John and I drink uh, blind out of our opaque black travel mugs. Travel tumblers. Travel tumblers. Plastic travel tumblers. Mitch brought the beer, obscured it in one of our classic foolproof sock monkey socks. Yeah. Um, poured it for us, and we're tasting it. John, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm digging this. This is a perfect way to ease into the morning. It's, it's schwarz beer or brown ale there's some sort of like nice like little toast to it there's a nice little um uh 
carbon bite at the end, like a like a yeah. black patent malt kind of thing um, that that's happening. But it's uh, I. <laughs> The cool thing about this hotel, and this is where I get into trouble, is they have the little Nespresso machines. Yeah, uh, I had every there. single one of my six phones <laughs> this morning, and I'm drinking a coffee right now. So my problem with what you're saying is I'm getting Three none. Three of those are decaf, though. The I red one, the, the red yeah, dot, right? Yeah. Those oh, motherfuckers. Damn. Yeah. I've, I've, my problem is they don't the identify that, effect. so I had to right. drink all six right. to make sure I got three caffeinated, <laughs> exactly. right? I was like, I was like, one of these two is decaf. Yeah. I'll drink all six, yeah. but I'm also sipping a coffee on the side, which is an asshole move. But this is a, <laughs> this is a a long thing. So I get none of what you're saying. I've got a really neat, pretty. I think, you know, when I talk about Concord grape and a lager ferment, mm-hmm. I've got that on the mid palate, um, and everything you're talking about is clearly being shaved off by yeah. this coffee I keep putting next to it. I keep reminding myself, focus on the beer, get some real ideas here, Augie, and then remember that I was out drinking till <laughs> five in the morning and need the coffee too, so I sip it and then I yell at myself and I'm going to end so up bad. wasted again just to try to taste this beer. Um, but I, so for me, it's, it's playing a great morning role, having just had a whole bunch of eggs and sitting with a coffee. The fruitiness, and I think it's a fermentation fruitiness. I don't think there's any fruit in here. I just think it's a you know, a fat middle of like a Venn diagram of just starts off kind of small and easy. I definitely get what you said, something like carbon finish. I definitely get that crispiness and it's not like a minerality. It is no, 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 no. Yeah. But not like a burnt malt thing. Not a burnt malt, but like just like a little. That might be the coffee stealing. Yeah. And and again, my palate of of (laughs) the six uh, uh, Nespresso. Three of which were decaf. decaf, Wasted effort. Um, Useless warm brown water. I want to leave you guys run upstairs, see if I can catch the lady and be like, can I trade you these for for real coffee? (laughs) Tomorrow is going to be much harder than today. Um, (laughs) Who has a decaffeinated espresso? (laughs) Oh, pe- same people <laughs> who used to carry saccharin in their purse. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking this is just—it's a fun way. I and I—I I, I get what you're saying with that, with that grape, um, with that sweet grape. Uh, you get a little bit of the, yeah. There's like there's a nice Christmas to it. It's it's got this like nice light body. I know to you it said Christmas. I definitely heard Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, and I was like, it's oh, got oh, a Christmas oh. to it. There's a note we've never done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Before giving away, because the next bit is we write a sentence for if I had it. And I think if I had this, so, and it might be power suggestion, brain weakened by Suave. But um, I love the idea of this in a pony thing and a bucket full of ice water and mm-hmm. just drinking them. Yeah, I mean? this is, this is Cold, good for fast, this kind of weather. Yeah. Um, it's 80 degrees outside right now. This is, this is a great barbecue beer. You know, you get yeah. some, some grilled meat, ice cold yeah. cooler. Yeah, 100%. So that's what I'm doing, but... Before you tell us what it is, you brought it. Do you know it? Did it do what you wanted it to do? Is it representing what you're getting? And when was your last coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually don't drink coffee, but Good. Uh, well, oh. I do. Can, can uh, we I, have your I Nespresso pots? <laughs> I'm <laughs> coming right yeah, to your yeah. room. He gets the red ones. I get the gold ones. <laughs> damn uh, it. I did have a couple of Red Bulls, though. So, oh, uh, God damn it. That's so much worse. <laughs> That's so very New Orleans, though. That yeah. is, oh. yeah. yeah. We're, we're, d- wait, people drink Red Bull without booze in it? Yeah. Like you just had Red Bull? Yeah. I've never had it without vodka. I wouldn't know what it tasted like. <laughs> I, I don't know it, why you made good. the leap that he didn't put booze in it. I mean, it's... Uh, he's speaking perfectly eloquently. <laughs> I'm already slurry. Yeah, well. I, can t- I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Or still slurry. Yeah, it's the thing. I think, <laughs> I, think I think I learned on these trips, there's a half-life on my, on my buzz. And if I... If I put a beer in before the end comes, I'm just going right back to where I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so what do you think of it? How's it tasting to you? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, you know, uh, 
I don't know how much I, I should give away. No, you can. Yeah, we're you done. Can get, yeah. We've okay. said everything yeah. we need to say. We're not. We're not trying to nail anything. We're just trying to talk about what it is. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a like I said. It's got a pretty sweetness. That's all I'm yeah, really. I'm anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah, these. Uh, this is a small brewery in New Orleans. Um, who I love. They're doing great stuff. Um, and kind of their biggest thing lately has been, um, or lately I say, you know, but over the last year, two years maybe, um, is loggers. They're just, okay. they're doing all different kinds of loggers, all different types. Um, so, so let's see. Cambium. I I'm not going to pronounce that. I know the pivo part, right? <laughs> I know I know I know how to say beer in all the Slavic languages, pivo. But they've put a T next to an M. So okay. it's, it's going to be Mave? Oh, Tamave. Is, is, is it a Tamave yeah. pivo? Okay. 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 So I said it right? Or yeah, close well, to? I, well, yeah. There is an accent we, on a capital we, we letter assisted. which I didn't think you were allowed to do. What'd you do? I, I was an assist. We, well, uh, well assisted, yeah. sir. Thanks for being there. Yeah. So the brewery is Paralux? Parallo? Parlo. Parlo. You got to do the, the French. Right. The French. Right. Pronunciation. Yeah. So the name of this beer is Cambium Tamave Pivo. Okay. Yeah. And then there. And so it's a dark check. Yes. Yeah. So you were right. Yeah. You nailed it. I just had. So I wonder. So. All right, food scientists, teach right. me. Right. Um, I get grape in weird places. I get grape in stressed Chico. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Stressed Chico does that a lot. I, I know a famous brewery from when we were kids. It would go cone to cone on their Chico, mm. and they just had this grape jelly feel to everything they did. I did not not like it, but I right. knew exactly why it was happening. Right. And I do get it on some lagers. You typically see a lot more uh, of uh, ester expression with troop right um or but how much of that's going to be how much of that's going to be malt selection here is was just the coffee stealing any of that brown for me so i was just getting the, I think the coffee was malt? stealing some of the brown for you yeah. but it's not it's not you know i don't know it brought it up for me i you know right yeah but you're so much so much more talented at tasting than <laughs> <all alcohol. laughs> All right, so you ready? Here's my shocking. I've been saving this one for you for your episode. Walking into this hotel, the Arlo, where the pimp Jay Wakefield has put us all. Um, well, he suggested he's not walking. Yeah, he's not. He's <laughs> yeah. not. Floating. He's not putting. He's not putting this. By the way, yeah. thank you again, yeah. thieves. Without you, John wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's very um, true. <laughs> right. I'd be staying over at the Salvation Army right. <laughs> or sleeping. Or sleep, and I only have one bed in this room. Like yeah. I, I, for some reason, I always assume there's two beads in every hotel room. So every time we do this, I'm like, well, you can just cry. Had we done that here, I, we'd be we'd be spooning. <laughs> um, makes the show better. Woo! <laughs> that closeness that really makes us so good at what we do. Um, so what was I going to say? Oh, Paul Librant, Chef Paul Librant, the world's greatest molecular gastronomist, happens to be staying in this hotel for a project he's doing down the street. Oh, really? I'm walking out yesterday, and he walks in. I was like, Chef? So I, <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And the only people that really rock my world, I was like, I'm going to save that for Mitch's episode because he's a food <laughs> scientist. So that's, that's my little tidbit. Watch out for him. He's walking around this hotel, and he's... So did you see the menu? Are you aware of this movie they made for HBO, the menu? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. I've started it. Uh, but I, I haven't haven't gotten far into it. So if people keep telling me, oh, you gotta watch it. It's, it's fun. Um, it's, it's it is fun. It's like fun. It's, yeah. 
and it's, but it's not just, really it's disturbing. Not a, so it's just my a, problem yeah. is it's a movie about art, not a movie about food, and right. people are mistaking it as a movie about food. Right. But you know, it's it's what is it to be an artist? But one of the Easter eggs is the couple in the movie is named Lee Brandt for this guy who happened to walk into the hotel yesterday. Oh, really? So I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> have you seen it? And he said to me very carefully, he's like, Augie, veterans don't watch war movies. And I was like, chef, it's not a cooking movie. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to watch it. And you're in it. He's like, trust me, I know I'm in it. The minute it came out, everybody fucking called uh. it. Anyway, all right, let's get back to, let's get back to Zoni. So when you say they're a little brewery in New Orleans, what size are you? Like, what are we talking about? And what, you know? Yeah, uh, so we're not necessarily a, uh, a a large brewery by any means. I, I got a 15-barrel system. Okay, um, that's what I'm on. Uh, Parlow is a seven-barrel system. Okay. Um, but Good morning. Keep oh, going. Oh, beer two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're... I, I I say small because they're packed into a little old building gotcha. in the Bywater. Um, and What's the Bywater? I don't know that. Uh, the Bywater is you're familiar a little bit with New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. but so you got the uh, French Quarter, yep. right? Kind of going into the Maroney as you mm-hmm. as you go around that bend, and the Bywater is the neighborhood that goes okay. a little further out. Understand? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not neighborhood fluent. Right. Right. I'm restaurant fluent. Yeah. You should sure. tell me, right. where, meet me at this place. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Anyway, go on, go on. And I'm you still always wind up at Harris anyway. So I can right. yeah, that's <laughs> Damn it. I'm still just drinking a beer stop. <laughs> Get on a play New Orleans. I'm sitting next to Ashley drinking beer. How does this happen? Anyway, go on. Yeah, they're, uh, um, they're, uh, their production space is also their tap room space. So they're oh, kind wow. of like, small uh, when i say small they're like on top of each other are you guys allowed to serve food you know in jersey we're not so i actually asked that we are allowed to serve food. do do you uh we do not we have a food trailer our own food trailer so we have a lot of pop-up folks come and and use that but does that part of your past get in your head sometimes when you're brewing are you like "I'd, i'd like to see this food with this beer i should try to make that happen through yeah uh, yeah through absolutely yeah. um we, we actually are doing a, a collab uh cheese uh with jasper hill farms uh Ooh. for one of the cheese shops in new orleans that's pretty are they like washing with washing your sours with, uh, or something yeah yep. very cool um and so uh we're gonna do kind of a, a cheese tasting with the beers uh at the shop when that when that's available can, I, I'm fascinated by that, though. How, how does that conversation start between brewer and cheese maker? Manga. And then, yeah. yeah no. Well, the yeah, monger is the seller. seller. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, uh, the cheese shop is the one who uh, initiated the, the conversation. They reached out to us and they said, hey, you know, um, do you guys want to do a, a cheese with us? And, we, you know, Jasper Hill does yeah. these washed cheeses. Yeah. Um, we get them, they're. We get them up in Jersey mm. a lot. They've yeah. got a one called a Red Hawk. I think I like. It's like an Aplos copy. Okay, it's very cool. Um, but I guess I mean just like the cheese and the beer. Like what the the beer that you're going to wash the cheese with. Like how do how do you like how do you put that together? Well, that's a thing. You wash wash rinds with booze. Right. I, no, I okay. understand <laughs> it, but I'm saying like picking the right beer for the desired effect. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the uh, St. James is the the cheese company. Um, uh, it was you know they had kind of said, hey, we want to do King of Care flowers, um, and then somebody at Jasper Hill was like, I'm a huge Neutral Milk Hotel fan. Like we got to do that one. So that 
There you <laughs> that, go. Okay. That's how it worked. That's yeah. gotcha. <laughs> okay. Branding. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well named. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a reference in your thing I didn't get probably because I'm too old, but mm-hmm. Zony the name comes from a music? Um, it's a, a Meters album. Okay. Um, who are the Meters? They're a, an old funk band right from New Orleans. Cool. Uh, Alan Toussaint, George Porter. Um, oh, I'll check it out. Zony Mash was their uh, rarities and unreleased songs album. So nobody knows about it. Because right. <laughs> yeah. it was unreleased. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's so that's, that was kind of the right. vibe we're well, going th- for. Thank you, you thank you for letting me out of not knowing that. I hate being a guy who doesn't know good stuff, but God damn it. I, yeah. I think you gave me a leg out there. Um, <laughs> all right, that's fun. And then, um, so let's get back to it. So in the w- when I imagine food science, I imagine a world that can afford rotovaps and fun toys like that. Um, and I'm not in that world um do you still have access to old stuff from your old jobs would people let you fuck around if you wanted to go in and play with a whole bunch of liquid nitrogen and oh yeah yeah, yeah that's absolutely fuck, um, that's cool how far are you from like how far is only from your old job is it all the same place you've always lived kind of thing uh i mean new orleans is not a very large city okay. by any means um but uh i'm also good friends with the food science professor over at the college so oh, you so know we do a lot of things kind of back and forth um that's so fun. So I so in the thing you sent over, I saw carrot juice. Fun idea. I want to know what yeah. you did with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, s- I called it at the beginning, and I'm definitely going to get it to a while we drink this beer, right? Mm-hmm. But what of your smoothie research help has informed your <laughs> marshmallow ratios in your <laughs> cotton candy, <laughs> cotton candy sours we all have to make these days? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what? What is there? Have you? Did you sign an NDA or something at the old shop where you wouldn't make an exact Smoothie King copy with an IPA? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, you sign NDAs, but recipes, you know, mm-hmm. recipes are recipes. I'm only kind of joking. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Smoothie King in Red Bank that I was thinking. So now you can My go. Hometown. I know. There you it's, go. That's why I told you that. Me and very important people. Some of whom do music, but I'm not going to show off because I totally dropped the Zony ball. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but so, all right, so I guess we'll talk about beer too, but let's let that inform the discussion of if you can steal from, from smoothie development professional experience to make smoothie IPAs. Because yeah. what do you got here, John? I got, I got a whole bunch of like orange marmalade, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I'm with Paddington right now. Um, and then... So the thing is, I don't feel like it's a soured ferment. I feel like there's a sour fruit in it, um, but I'm not sure. You know what I mean? It's it's like yeah, there's there's a lot of fun like orange pulp um, that I'm getting. There's a there's a waxy tartness to this as well that I'm uh, that I'm really kind of digging as well. Like it's it's some of that more tart citrus and some of that more like yeah. almost like pungent citrus, but not not overpowering. It's not abrasive where it's sure i would go along with that eating the eating the rind and the inside isn't that the only way for a kumquat, try to peel those little fuckers. You'll go yeah, insane. No, you just get, yeah. You'll just yeah. go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you just get extra fiber. Try to fiber, peel it without a paring right. knife. Yes. Just kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? I keep putting my thumb right through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, there's a... Now, now I want to collaborate with somebody and be like, okay, so just peel 10,000 kumquats <laughs> and I'll meet you with but a zest first. That's right. Zest. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, yeah. uh, that's just that's bloody fingers. Right. Like that's all that is. Is if you're trying to assess kumquats, it's just the microplane has has reduced my thumb to a nub. Yeah, yeah there's there's those old adages of getting a job in a kitchen, and it's like, um, you know, dice an onion, cook an omelet. I'll right. know what you know, right? Sure. But turning vegetables, like when you see a real chef who's done it, just with a paring knife, turning vegetables, yeah. and this whole discussion, I'm just imagining you. <laughs> just. <laughs> Just flip, tiny, twist, tiny flip, twist. <laughs> Here, I, I turned it into a rose for you. <laughs> um, I was uh, never good at knife skills, though. I, 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 can, I can handle a chef's knife, no problem. Once you move left or right of that, um, mm. I just, I can't turn. I can't. I fuck up kiwis when I try to peel them. <laughs> I still use a peeler for a potato. I, I, right. I yeah, I... <laughs> I was trying to peel kiwis the other day at the house. And, and even the worst part is when you get one right. Because yeah. <laughs> the next one is heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, oh, perfect. Oh, and then the next oh. one like cuts all the all way through the middle. All the way in middle. half. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Just scooping it out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get me a grapefruit spoon. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, Just shave the kiwi and then eat the peel. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably the move. Although, fuck. Is there, is there a growing bitterness on this as you're drinking this? So that's why I'm saying marmalade and kumquats and not... Because the, the, the first attack, the first hit, tasted like frozen concentrated orange juice. You know what I mean? Futures like, are up. Remember when we were, ki- <laughs> remember when we were kids, though, and you, you'd, you'd like lick the top when you pulled it off before you dumped the water into it? Like That's super oh yeah. sweet. Sure, oh yeah. Yeah. When, I was ki- when I was a kid, yeah. Do they even right. still <laughs> make frozen concentrators? <laughs> they do. I, mean, I, I, thought, they do. I, thought, I thought Trading Places blew that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's what I got. But, but there's definitely a, a, an interesting and more zesty than pithy finish on it which is why i went to those things i went to because it's super sweet yeah but you're right there's a there's a yeah but the ferment profiles got me confused there's so much stuff in here i feel like there should be i feel like there's something going on that is very easy for me to grab that keeps getting obliterated right as my fingers touch it by that orange you know what i mean it's like there, there's some fermentation profile i'm like oh that's a and then it just gets wiped out by the orange edition. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not landing on it. Okay. But if I told you that I made a hells and put fifty tubes of frozen concentrated orange juice <laughs> into it. Hit va- I would I hit would hit frappe on my you, Vitamix. If, if you told me that I would politely but firmly <laughs> ask you to leave the brewing industry. But what if I? But what if I thought it was a good idea? You can't stifle my creativity, John Hall. Now I'm gonna go do that. And he licked the lid of That's everyone right. as he opened them. <laughs> you know what? You know what you gotta do. <laughs> sure, L- lid liquor Hellas, of well, course. <laughs> like who? Like who? Who, does, who isn't who gonna buy that? Who doesn't want a yeah. of that in there? Line in forms bar. to the left. Right. Right. It pours out of the can. Here's what you got to design block. for me, though. Here's what you got to design for me, though. Get get me. You know that white plastic pull off on those frozen uh, things? Yeah, yeah. We need that for the for the for, beer. For cans. Just be like for beer. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, it's all got to slide yeah. out of With that one mo- with that one moment of suction. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, I, so all right, so you guys are well fun. on your way to financial stability. Right. Oh, yeah. um, How could this go wrong? We'll, right. do, we'll do one barrel of Pilsner at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> and lid liquor hells. <laughs> Future's bright. Right. Um, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, I wish that there was a database of every good idea that I've given you on this show that have gone absolutely nowhere. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah. there is, and that that set is null. <laughs> but uh, um, all right, where are we drinking this? So here's the problem. I kind of used it up last time we spoke, but this is essentially a mimosa, right? It's close to it. And I've had, I've got coffee next to it. We had breakfast, so yeah. this is where I'm drinking this, right? Sure. It's, I don't know why you would need to make this instead of make yourself a good mimosa, but it would definitely play that role, right? Yeah. Like, I've been doing a thing in the brewery, some some bartender turned me on to it, but if you drop a shot of Cointreau into boat, he calls it boat mosas, and when you take your session and make it 60-80 proof because you're putting <laughs> booze into it, it's a perfect fucking idea, right? So how can I help not... How can I, how can I not do this all the time? But... You know what I mean? But if I can do that, there's no reason not to make this beer, <laughs> right? If I'm at home spiking my own session beer, this is a perfectly sensible beer to make. Oh, um, what's wrong, John? No, have I'm, I, I'm have now... Have I cracked your hippie soul? <laughs> no, now I'm like, how come, how come I'm just hearing about this now? So what you know what it came about? It was 12-ounce cans. I don't know why. So we, you know, both typically 16-ounce can, right. 4.2 session beer. Yeah. We did suitcases of 12s. And some people got creative, like stores buying the 12-pack, breaking it down, and serving it as four packs of 12-ounce cans. Like, they kept pack techs. Sure. And were repack-taking these 12 things that we were hand-stuffing into boxes. Right, right. I was like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but, but it also led to shit because like this. Because I don't know what it is about. Cheaper than yeah. the, yeah, of course. Right. Cheaper for them. Right. And they were right. reselling it. At, yeah. It's yeah. like the people who come into the brewery and, oh, a pint is how much? Yeah. Well, I'll get a four-pack. And then just go out into uh. the parking lot. <laughs> Jersey, that would get you arrested. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, you're in New so Orleans, that's this is yeah, perfectly no. normal. Yeah. 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 New Orleans, you guys, you, are, you guys are proper walk, walking beers. I really yeah. respect that. Walking beers. I took a walking beer yeah. last night in Miami, and John looked at me like I was out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, when we walked over to Wakefield last night, and I had that. No, beer I in looked my head. at you like you were out of your mind when you just sauntered in to. <laughs> Wakes up, closed brewery, you know, looking looking for him. And, I was looking and, for John. And the bartenders who I, they clearly have a video feed of the, yeah. <laughs> of, the <back> room. <laughs> of the back room. And a guy came out and was like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Hi, just Augie here, right. looking for John. Right. Um, and then as soon as we walked out, they dropped the, the, right. the lift game. And they're like, "All right, nobody else is getting in tonight." All right, yeah. this is going to sound mean to this beer, and I don't want to be mean to this beer because the more I drink it, the more I'm enjoying it. But it's also getting more and more juicy. Mm -hmm. How much beer do you think is in this beer? Like, how much of the can is is fermented barley water? Because there's a lot of juice in this. There's shit. a lot of juice in this. Um, it's a good question. Ma we, imagine he pulls it open and it's like a fucking. Gozo or something, and there's no juice <laughs> added. Citra mosaic, yeah. This is yeah. all. Um, yeah. This is all citra mosaic. That would blow my fucking mind, dude. Be fun. Um, then I'd f make you food science. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, <laughs> write this. Get a whiteboard. Somebody get me some markers. Fucking show me how this chemistry works. I'm hoping this lands somewhere around six, if not. Percent? Yeah. Although I feel six like six percent it could, alcohol, not yeah. six percent beer. Six percent beer. Correct. Yeah, six percent beer. Yeah. We're not allowed to do that. It doesn't feel non-boozy. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't feel no, I, low I, ABV. It just feels like more, juice than, more beer. juice than beer. Okay. Um, 
and more so the more I drink it. Uh, here comes the review. Let's see what we got here. Oh. Is this is this doing everything that you wanted it to do? Yeah, I hadn't had this one before. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, picked it up from the same brewery when I went there. Oh, cool. Wow. Um, so this is this is their pi- this is their pilsner. <laughs> this is their pilsner. Yeah. It's <laughs> a cool label. It's called Pow. And then I'm going to need you to read it. Sour, Sour IPA with Sour IPA. Uh, okay. Satsuma. What is Satsuma? Satsuma is a local citrus. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe that's why like we're it, having uh, trouble okay. figuring it out. Yeah. It's like uh, a mandarin orange. Okay. okay. Yeah. If not a mandarin orange that we just call Satsuma. I know. Okay. <laughs> no, so I, so do you know that... We just want to complicate right, things. Right. And, yeah. Do you yeah. know the podcast Gastropod? I've just discovered it. No, I haven't. It's two women that identify as their their as, as the science of food. Okay. Right. So it's a gastro podcast, I think is what they mean. But <laughs> but um but so they just pick a topic and like run you through it's and they did a citrus one that I thought was super interesting. I'm not gonna remember it all, so find it, listen to it like mm-hmm. on your flight home or whatever. It's cool. But apparently at the beginning of time, there were only four citrus fruits in the world, and we just crossbred them to be everything you think of. But they've got like lineages. So a mandarin is like five parts what they call citron, and three parts what they mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. a lime. And what we call limes and lemons were only one fruit a bunch of years ago. And by mixing them with this other citron type orange, so it's super neat. But yeah, when you listen to this and realize, and and the worst part is. Well, you and know, also I they don't they don't grow true to to seed. Is that right? Yeah. I like, so they're like, like apples. apples. Yeah. So they're constantly mutating on their own. Interesting. Hmm. So, but so mutating. what what I really liked about when they did it though was because they were ta- you know they went to some seed bank of oddities in Italy mm-hmm. where all these citrus fruits were grown. Apparently, apparently that was a big thing in like the Medici times. Like it was to have like your garden just be random citrus types of trees next to each other. Yeah. Um, so she went to one of these museums of that type, hmm. but as she started describing what she was eating, I was like, fuck, I do know a lot. Like the, you know, the, I remember the, the caviar lime, the Japanese caviar oh, yeah. lime. Yeah. I was like, I've seen one of those once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a, but that's what I'm saying. Like you listen to the show, you will be convinced that it absolutely is a Satsuma and you know, one it's helix different right. from Mandarin. One step removed. But yeah. she, you know, you listen to these two women describing how this all comes to be and how it's done. You're like, well, course i need to right. why am i not eating a different orange every day of my life i've right. only got 40 <laughs> years left and right. there's twelve thousand fucking oranges out right. there. <laughs> i went down a, a, a rabbit hole I, I don't remember why for some reason but just uh reading uh the wikipedia page for all of the varieties of apples and it is just endless yeah um especially when you get into like the old cider apples that they would use oh yeah the spitters kind of thing. oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's so just it it the page just keeps going. It I think keeps going and going. I think I've already I think I've already referenced this in the show, so it's going to be boring and redundant. But in the in Pollen's book, the anatomy, you know, the, it's whatever the four books. The the idea of did mm-hmm. we colonize corn or did corn colonize us? Book, right. whichever one that was. Right. But he talks about Johnny we, Appleseed we in this. Corn. No, I th- <laughs> if you listen to his argument, if you if you listen to his argument that success is world domination, corn yeah. colonized us. Yeah, right. Because he, right. he he basically describes that there, it's a fucking tall grass that grows on a mountain in the Andes. Right. And has trouble pollinating itself. Right. And would have died on a mountain in the Andes had right. one guy not been like, well, that's easy sugar. Right. And now there's not a square inch of the world <laughs> that isn't covered in corn. So, 
corn and our love of sugar right. really spread corn. But anyway, so what I was saying is he, he talks about that, like the seed catalogs of apples and how they're all going away and how four fucking right. apples dominate the apple world and there's all these things out there. Right. It's so corn. It's so sad. John, fix apples. <laughs> On it. Right. On it. Get yeah. to it, kid. Get to it. Uh, we're running out of time here. We I don't want to stop drinking this, though. Then don't. Now that I know it's a Setsuma. <laughs> but we have like five more shows to do today. We do. And we have an event tonight. We do. And well, you do. Yeah. You're not going to come? You're not coming? I mean, I'll, I'll stop by. Thanks. I love it. I love it. I'll make an appearance. Thanks for making the time, yes. buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'll probably not going to be there, right? I'm right. probably going back to Happy Wine. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> and just wait just until the daycare there. closes and yeah. then go as over. As soon as those kids, as soon as I'm as safely away from as those soon kids. As, as soon as the pirates leave harbor. Yeah. I, I have a restraining order yeah. against everybody under 14, not <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> They're pirates, though. They don't recognize it. Yeah. It is called pirate daycare. It's and it's, it's, it's got adorable little pirates. Pirate, pirate cartoon pirate kids on the on the. But front yeah, door. so if you if you're bored, you're like, what the fuck should I do tonight? Just <laughs> put Happy Wine Sixth Street in your thing and find me there. Because tonight I think I'm only drinking sherry. <laughs> they had like 50 sherries. Jeez. And they've got really good Spanish food. So I think tonight it's sherries and tapas. Um. All right, so do you have a letter for me, John? I do. Hall? That's amazing. Um, it's, uh, yeah, Justin is, is producing from afar. Um, I don't actually remember the reference on here, but hopefully you will. This is from Chris M. Challenge accepted. Uh, and it says, Kennedy, my man, a little bit behind, but just heard the January 9th episode. To respond to Augie's thought, yes, I'm still a devoted thief, even though I picked up Alex Kidd's Malt Couture uh, and left him that review on Apple. Do you not? So you don't remember that? It was funny. So I told you, there's been a pivot in my life where I'm driving kids and, and around a lot it, yeah. more. So I'm back. That's why gastropod came up. Like I'm back in. Like <laughs> I, I used to commute. Like I used to have an yeah. hour to and from work every day. And I was a podcast devourer, which is why this thing exists. But then stop that commute and not having an hour to listen to something. Right. Podcast faded, and now all of a sudden I'm driving kids all over the fucking world with two sports <laughs> and all that. So I'm back to podcasts. So I threw on um, Alex Kidd as a, a podcast called Mall Couture. Couture. Yeah. Are you yeah. aware of them and that? Yeah. So I hadn't heard it in like a year and a half, and they cracked me up. So I just hit it, and at the top of the show, they read a five-star review off Apple. <laughs> and this five-star review off Apple was... After hearing Augie mention this podcast on Steal This Beer for the 500th time, I decided I had to listen to it, and I love it. So I came on the show the next day. I was like, I heard somebody talk about this on the show. I hope yeah. we didn't lose him, but yeah. I hope he's doing both. So that's what he, that is. He, all right, so he's, so he's doing both. Um, yeah, I listened to one episode of, of yeah. Kid's show in the last six months. And it references And at the you. top of it, it yeah. references us. He <laughs> says, uh, being a former Central Jersey guy growing up in Island, John and Augie's references land more with me anyway. So he yeah. obviously prefers our show over our, our, our little bit of whatever, whatever Alex is, uh, is, good-natured, is doing. I, I mean, good, to the good world. for him that he's yes still and. on the air. I'm proud of him for that. Um, Dude, they do that. They do that. Yes, and thing that you and I just don't have in us, right? They're improvisational people yeah, from they, the beginning, and they sh- yeah. they will let people run. And you and I don't let either one go for more than four sentences without a shut the fuck up. So uh, it's a very different energy. I don't really have a question at the moment. Just laughed when you guys referenced my review and wanted to let you know that I'm still here. Well, I'd like it if somebody could go on to Apple and check out our review for me that says five stars. Fuck Alex Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> John and Alex are still at war, and that hasn't been I mean, settled yet. I think that was the review that I wrote. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, who was the poor guy that came on the show, and I was making fun of you and Alex's civil war, and he just didn't get it and didn't want to get involved in the I don't, humor of I it? don't get it. 
Like, <laughs> why don't you stop saying bad shit about Alex Kidd every chance you get off air? <laughs> so mean. So this, mean. I didn't see that bus coming, but then, <laughs> then, then there it was right on top of me. The off air was what made yeah, it yeah, sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Mitch, thanks for joining us, man. It's really oh, nice yeah. to meet you. I'm glad you could come out. Um, yeah. What do you let's let's do something like we're we're supposed to, to help you with your business, since I think that's why people come on here. Uh, what are you serving tomorrow at Wakefest? What'd you bring? Uh, so brought uh, the Mystic Mystic Brew, uh, which is kind of our uh, Mardi Gras season sour. Uh, oh, fun! It's uh, passion fruit, cherry, uh, lemon, tangerine lactose basically uh, intended to taste like a hurricane I, you know? I was already with you yeah. nice yeah. I was, I was, and to be fair because i grew up near bolero snort i was like why didn't you just dump that green powder right. in <laughs> and save all that poor fruit right, right. <laughs> i see where you're going with this yeah that's fine all right what's the other one uh the other one is caramel delight a coconut caramel vanilla imperial bourbon stout jesus i imagine people still go on vacation uh, to New Orleans. Uh, so if they're down there, they should come and visit you. And where can they find you? Uh, so we are in the old Gem Theater. It's an old movie theater. Um, we are right smack Neat. in the center uh, of New Orleans, basically, uh, you know, what they call Mid City Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, cardinal directions are weird down there, but uh, <laughs> basically just west of downtown. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this because that's wonderful for me, but what? part of your business is done in the projection room uh so we have the projection room open for guests to go sit okay. in um right. and makes sense too there's a million a, things to right. do with it. i kind of wanted it to be a barrel room i yeah. kind of wanted it to be like a <laughs> vip area I, I wasn't sure where to go but projection rooms are my favorite part of all those old buildings yeah yeah well the projector that we have for the screen is much smaller than they used to be so right. we just have you know basically tables and, and chairs you yeah. can go hang out up there do you have any hidden Easter eggs from the Fight Club uh, projection room scenes? <laughs> That's, I would have to Not put yet. something. I would have to put something in there, like the cigarette burn joke or something. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, you got to do your oh, Ryan yeah. Cass impersonation. Thanks, everybody, for uh, supporting the show uh, by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, if you want your five-star reviews read on Alex Kidd's <laughs> podcast, uh, then go to his Apple iTunes page and leave a review on his Apple iTunes. Um, and then leave one for us. Remember well. to bring up the civil war between John yes, and Alex. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> please add to the confusion <laughs> of, of what Alex and I are going through Look, right now. I, Alex I, and I, who actually have a very nice text chain going sure, on sure, sure, like, sure. over time. We all, we all know, me and the thieves, uh, whatever they call themselves over at Barley, know that you guys are secretly at war. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's 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 not a, it's not a secret. Um, I like him very very much. Uh, send us emails. It's steal the spear podcast the at gmail dot com, and follow us on social media <laughs> at steal the spear and all. All right, y'all, get at us. Yeah.